It's Nicole and Tara here, where we hope to inspire you every week with a new discussion topic in the Catholic faith. So keep listening to our latest episode of The Cravert Chronicles. We're back. You are listening to Notoriously Nicole and Tara from App Village Park on the Cravert Chronicles. Enter season two. It is so great to be back, Tara. I miss you. It was so hard to not be uh, recording during this time apart. I know. It actually feels like it's been a really long time. It has. And I'm sure for those of you listening, you might just have gone from the last episode we did to this one. So you're probably thinking, I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, then. (laughs) But for those who have been actively listening, know that we took a brief hiatus during some of the summer months. We are currently in August, about mid-August now getting ready to come back on school year time and just kind of that reset time of the year. But it's definitely been an eventful few months, I'd say, traveling, spending time with family. Tara, I think, said things have been changing at work for you. So it was definitely a much needed time to kind of reset, I would say. Yeah, the break ended up coming at a really good time. And I don't think either of us, I think we knew that we were going to be busy over the summer, but it was very, very busy. And it would have made it very difficult to record and really be able to focus on this podcast just with everything that was going on. Absolutely. I mean, I personally had had a few trips coming up and I know you did too. And we said, well, maybe if we take time off for the trips and we come back, I don't know. And then um, I actually had started getting more involved in a prayer group. I was a part of some really cool opportunities within our diocese here in North Carolina and events that I did. So I was so busy with that on top of work and family that I think it was a healthy amount of time. But on top of that, today we wanted this episode to really go into how we really are kind of hitting that reset button again in all aspects of our life. So in our faith lives, I am a cradle Catholic Tara, you're a convert to the faith. Mm -hmm. Just in the time we had been doing the podcast, I know we both had been growing individually in our faith, but even during the time that we haven't been communicating as often, I know things have happened for us personally that have just affected our faith lives. And sometimes it's okay to have that to come back to and then Mm -hmm. try to reincorporate maybe prayer routines or how we're really incorporating God into our everyday life. Yeah, the break started with vacation, really, which was nice. I went to Vermont with family. Um, My in-laws have a house up there, and it's really great to be able to take that opportunity to spend time with everyone. And it was a really good time. And uh, when I got back to work, there was some pretty big changes with uh, just my role, um, the other social workers' roles when it comes to our job in a good way, but it was an abrupt change. And with that came some other stressors related to just relationships at work. There's been a lot going on, but I think that, I mean, this conversation is so important right now in terms of resetting because I really need that. I, I think that I've noticed that during the time away, 
as much as I've been sort of excited about the new adventures that I've been, you know, taking and just the vacations that I've been on, these are really good things. But I think that they've, in some ways, I've lost a little bit of focus and really just focus on on God, honestly, and my relationship with him, it's been a little trickier to keep up with that than I I thought it would be because it's just, you know, my faith is such a part of my life, but it's amazing how quickly worldly issues and worldly things get in the way. And I, if I'm being honest, that's kind of been my experience during this break that we've had. But it's interesting because it makes me think back to the episode we did about spiritual dryness. Mm -hmm. And while there were a lot of stressors and factors contributing to this in our hiatus time. I had actually heard a podcast from The Gathering Place from Blessed Is She mm-hmm. on Instagram, and they do a big blog. They're really big in the Catholic community. They had done an episode on spiritual dryness that I listened to over our break. And Beth Davis actually made a really awesome point because she also went back to Humana Vitae and they were even looking in the catechism and relating back to a few things, which I couldn't tell you right now because I don't have it in front of me. Mm-hmm. But they were talking about how spiritual dryness is sometimes God's way of calling us back to him. Mm-hmm. And in a way, if we were 100% happy and content in our faith all the time, maybe we wouldn't be trying to grow in it more. And we wouldn't really be trying to seek God out further if we're already happy with what we have. Now, I know that sounds a bit ignorant to say, well, any good Catholic or Christian, for that matter, will always be seeking God. Yes. But if you're content with things, odds are you you ain't going to budge. But maybe this reset it's really good and refreshing for you. I know it is for me. And in order to get past some of the spiritual dryness, as far as refocusing and recentering your faith, sometimes it's okay. Like change up your prayer routine, look into different prayers that you might be saying when you're saying them, when are you more alert? Like, are you really giving time to God or are you just making it like an obligation And you're not really giving God the chance to fill you with his love and that focus. I agree. And actually, um, I'm thinking a little bit about how last night I I noticed that I was very distracted with everything that was going on at my job and in my personal life. And I started, I guess, kind of going back to my old ways of just dealing with stress. For example, my husband and I are maybe looking at buying a piece of property and building a home. And this is something we've been talking about for a long time. But for whatever reason, maybe two, three weeks ago, I decided that I'm doing it and I'm doing it right now. And (laughs) this is how I am. And years ago, I would be really frustrated with people and not understand why everyone would be like, oh, Tara, you're really rushing into things and you need to kind of relax. And I would get so upset about it because I felt like for so many years I was in the right and people just aren't up to my speed. But this time I started to realize I was filling a lot of my day and a lot of the space with looking into this home and and deciding that once I get this house built on the perfect piece of property, I'm going to be so happy and everything's going to be great. And very quickly, I realized how totally untrue and how unnecessary it was for me to be 
so hell bent on this desire and this dream that I have for this new home because I I talk so much about balance and I was not at all being balanced, right? There's, it's perfectly fine to be planning this and to be thinking about this, but I'm realizing that it's absorbed so much of my time that I had been slowly creeping away from God. And I think that's so significant because sometimes we, we, I, I don't even have an example, but we may think of major incidents as, as tearing us away from God, but this wasn't something that I saw coming. You know, I was just planning this future home and I became completely absorbed and just totally shut down to a lot of different things in my life. And the good news is that I've been able to realize that a lot quicker than I would have many, many years ago. So that's a really good thing. And it's, I'm starting to now kind of figure out what I need to do to get back on track. And like you said, to sort of be rejuvenated and, and, you know, maybe to do something differently for my spiritual life. Yeah. And you know, it's funny as you say that, because I know when you're looking into a really big decision, like getting a house, that's actually something my husband and I are talking about. Cause you know, we're thinking a few years down the road, where do we want to be? You know, where does this fit into our five-year plan, et cetera. You want to be and in New Jersey, right? And <laughs> <laughs> Only to see you, <laughs> but <laughs> I think we're going to stay down in the South for a bit, but in, in all seriousness, I understand the rabbit hole of that because that those kinds of decisions, you want to just get it over with and you want to get it done, get it over with and say, okay, I did it now. I can move on and be happy, mm-hmm. but it's not. Yes, right? And these kinds of decisions Now, I'm not saying that you shouldn't look into this because I mean, maybe this is something God is pushing you to do because he has a plan like he knows what the future looks like he knows the backyard your daughter will get to be running around and playing in when she's a bit older you know like he knows the play out of that so maybe you guys are meant to to move from where you are and go to this new place but at the same time like you said it is easy to take on all these additional distractions and responsibilities and just bury ourselves. Remember, it goes back to our last episode we did on voluntary distraction, where we're choosing not to do what we need to be doing right now. Yeah. You know, so I think in depending when you guys pick up that idea of a house and all that, when you start really thinking about it too, you could always look at it from a different perspective and Mm -hmm. kind of look at it more objectively and think, maybe the process of buying property and building a house, like we should enjoy that process. Like that should be something you guys enjoy and put your heart and soul into. And you can use that to glorify God, to say God is making this possible. That's a really good way to look at it. And it's good to hear that because it is very hard for me to enjoy the process of most things. Believe me, Um, I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm telling myself because I think back to wedding planning and I slap myself saying, why did I act out in misery over some, some decisions that should have been more joyful? Or why was I so impulsive? Why did I feel like I just needed to get it out of the way when in reality, everything that's in front of us, we might see a challenge and immediately get frustrated or just say, I just want to get this over with. I just want to get this over with. But in reality, God is putting something in front of us that he wants us to maybe overcome too. It's not always the bad guy. 
which we like to blame. I love to blame the bad guy all day long because he's the bad guy. But (laughs) but at the same time, there are things that we do need to do, whether we want to do them or not. Look at Jesus on his pathway to the crucifixion. Do you think he wanted to get that over with? Uh, yeah, so <laughs> it's you, you kind of have to step back and put it all into perspective, and again, that's again like that's how you kind of recenter yourself because, like you said, balance is really important, and we tend to lean more in one direction or another, and we're always living in these extremes, yes. and we're not really like taking the time to really see what we are doing for what it is and we're like well no this is what I'm supposed to be doing right now and we push away every possible solution that actually might be better or that might lead us back to God because we want the we want the easy route we want to we want to go driving on easy street (laughs) that's that's just how we are like I I'm just as guilty I I love the shortcuts (laughs) but Even just recentering our faith, that's not like a we just turn on a light switch and say, okay, I'm in faith mode now. No, that doesn't work. We need to, you have to build it back up. It's like when you're getting into workout routine and healthy eating and everything, which I desperately need to do after all of my trips this summer. (laughs) And I'm way off the rails there, but I, I know it's, I can't beat myself up because I can't just overnight be back in a routine that I know that works. So it's all, I think the other message here is we need to have patience with ourselves during this reset time because we're not going to be where we were immediately. And it's, it's hard to realize that. Right. And I think too, if, you know, if we're being patient and we're trying not to fall into the same trap, then I don't want to go back to the all or nothing sort of thinking, which is what gets me into a lot of trouble. So I do that too. Yeah. (laughs) I have these ideas on how I'm going to hit that reset button, so to speak, and what I'm going to do differently, but I need to be kind to myself in that process. You know, I, I have a tendency to be like, this starts tomorrow and it has to get done. And if it doesn't, then I've failed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's all in how you're visualizing yourself. And and the worst part is what we're talking about is probably things that you talk to your clients about and yes. healthier ways that they can restructure their thinking. And here we are doing yeah. the complete opposite of that. That's always the irony. <laughs> yeah. It, Can I ask you, Nicole, what are yeah. some of the things that you're doing or will start doing? Maybe you haven't done them yet, but do you feel like there's some kind of shift that you have to make in your spiritual life or are there things that are working for you that you want to continue to do? So just with my own personality and how I am, I get tired of things quickly and I I need to change things up every now and then, but I also need to be patient and give things time. So for example, I actually got this, it's like a radio app that I actually saw them through Instagram. They're called Come Alive Radio. It's really small, like it's an app that you download and I haven't listened to like a full day's worth yet, but I decided to try it out and I was listening to it on my way to the gym one morning. So I put it on in the car and then on my way to the gym, 
I put it on and it was a holy hour. And I thought, oh, like I haven't really done a holy hour before. And I wasn't 100% sure what holy hour meant because I'm like, does that mean I pray for an entire hour? Do (laughs) Do I, you know, meditate on a Bible verse or do I go to mass for this hour? What do I do? I don't know. So it was interesting because... It, there was no talking. It was just music. And it this happened to be Gregorian chants. Oh. Mm-hmm. And it was just so beautiful. Like it sounded like angels were singing. And, yeah. and this is like six o'clock in the morning we're talking. And, you know, and it's like still quiet outside and it's a bit peaceful. I personally, I don't know about anybody else. I like early morning time because there is that quiet where you know you know people there are people out in the world getting ready to start their day or some are still sleeping you don't know yet but I personally like that so if I get up early enough I like to go to the gym I like to try to be active in the morning I was listening to this music and I was thinking I don't really want to be on a machine you know listening to whatever other music on Spotify like this is really peaceful so I decided to go to the neighborhood nearby because it's actually near my parents' house anyway. So I just parked my car at my parents. I didn't go in and wake them up or anything. And I just went walking in my neighborhood and they live close to the church. You know, I ended up walking to mass. And I ended up going to mass. I Yeah, it was crazy. I went to mass. I got the daily reading and the, well, the daily like readings, I guess, like, you know, I received communion, whatever. And then I walked back. But in that time, I still had the holy hour going. But I didn't pray out loud like I normally do. I kind of was more silent. And I was just focusing on God. And I haven't done this like every single day. I do it once or twice and I reflect on it. Or I just haven't had time to do it again. But that alone really put me in such a peaceful mindset because you know me, I'm always talking about my head is all over the place and I have a million thoughts racing. I'm jumping from thing to thing, but it was so nice to have a change of pace. And on top of that, so that's holy hours, an option where you dedicate like an hour either in the morning or late at night before bed, where you meditate with music or you read the Bible. I th- I honestly think holy hour is more of an operational definition. It's really what you consider it to be. But I was listening to, um, I've been listening to a lot of Father Mike Schmitz recently because mm-hmm. he's awesome and he has some really great topics to think about. One of them talked about silent prayer and how it's okay to dedicate complete silence to God, even if it's 10 to 15 minutes, once or twice a day. And I'm thinking, oh my gosh, that would drive me crazy. (laughs) (laughs) I need like no music, no nothing. How do I do that? And he made a good point because he said, when you're actually in silence, you might not know it. God actually is talking and working in you. You just don't know it. And he said a kid came to him and he says, you know, I went to adoration or it's completely silent. You're sitting in front of the, the blessed sacrament. And he said, I hated that. I hated sitting in the silence and trying to pray because he goes, I started thinking about all the horrible things I do or the things that I'm struggling with. And Father Mike said, well, when you're in silent in prayer, it's actually 
helping you reflect on yourself. And that might be God pushing you to look at yourself and things you need to fix, which I thought was really interesting because I feel like I've thought the same where I'll go, I've gone to adoration as well recently, which that's another thing that we could add to my Mm -hmm. tangent list of things to do, (laughs) but I've gone to adoration and I'm praying and I'm thinking in my head, okay, I'm praying right now. Mm -hmm. what do I like what do I say what do I not say and then my mind does wander and it and I do and you do start to feel guilty at times or you you just think oh my gosh maybe I'm not as holy or as true in my faith as I say I am and it can discourage you but in reality it is good to think okay the longer you're in silent prayer though God will genuinely speak to you and and I think the hard thing in general, when you're regrowing in your faith, I say regrowing because this is a time of recentering. We tend to really lean on our human capabilities. So we're expecting something tangible at times. Mm-hmm. I know I have, or we're expecting to actually audibly hear an answer from God in our heads somehow. Yeah. When he communicates to us in so many ways but the number one way he does is through silence and in our hearts that's just how god has worked through time and in the bible you just see it i mean he's communicated with people through dreams in their hearts deep down and it was just you just know they just know it's coming from god so i think silent prayer you might want to try that too that might help you calm down a bit because it sounds like a lot of what's going on is really loud right now right we tend to fill our space with so much sound Mm -hmm. and we're essentially drowning out our opportunity to really be introspective and spiritual and really try to listen to god and we can still talk to god in our hearts and in our minds but if you're not saying something or even if you're praying a rosary It's a little bit of a different experience. Yeah, I mean, even just to expand on that a little bit. So I tend to, I've mentioned this before, but I have a tendency to pray as I'm falling asleep, which means I don't finish praying. So a few different things that I think are going to be helpful for me that I, I plan to start doing is to maybe be more focused on a specific type of prayer, something that already exists that I'm not just coming up with in my mind. Not that I won't still do that, but sometimes I'm just so all over the place that I just need to refocus and usually prayer that already exists, right? I have that prayer book that I posted the other day on Instagram and that's been really, really helpful. I go off of something that's already there. And on top of that, one thing that I've always liked to do is to, I've mentioned this before as well, but sort of like free writing and just writing whatever is coming to my mind. And I think that it would be helpful for me in order to keep prayer you know, as a constant in my life is to not only recite certain prayers, but to also expand upon them without any pressure, without any, just any force, just to sort of sit there and whatever comes to my mind about that prayer, just go with it. And I think that that will be very good for me, especially if I can do that without judgment. On top of that, to add, have you heard of the Jesus prayer before? 
No, I haven't. It's a really short and simple. You can just say it repeatedly throughout the day. And if you keep praying it from your heart, it's kind of like the prayer will kind of do the rest. Especially if you pray before bed, I personally, I need to get better at it. Like sometimes I'll say a few words before I go to sleep. And if I'm grumpy and I'm tired, I I don't know, sleep takes over. But <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. But at the same time, I have had those times where I'm thinking, okay, I'm totally going to pray before bed and I'll, and I'll have a conversation with God and then I'll be in a very peaceful sleep after. And in the last parts of my prayer where I am starting to get, to get tired, I, I guess I say I end the prayer at the side of the cross, but I still am thinking of God and trying to picture Jesus there with me. And lately for me, the idea of Jesus's presence is just so peaceful. It's it's like a very secure feeling right. for me. And I think that that also helps us to recenter, just really thinking we're we are putting ourselves into God's loving hand and his arms because yeah. he wants to hold us, keep us from running away or getting caught up in he knows what, you know. Now, do tell me you had mentioned to me earlier that you were listening to another podcast. So I've been listening to Father Mike. You've been listening to one. It has a funny name. Yes, it is Clumsy Theosis. <laughs> okay. I love that podcast because the, the episodes are long, but it really gives you the root and the theological backing for a lot of what the church believes. And as a convert, that's very helpful to me because I still hear people talking about things and I don't know what they are <laughs> so right um, one of the episodes I listened to recently I you know I don't remember the name of it so I'll have to take a look and maybe we can we can put that somewhere but she specifically the host Rochelle specifically was talking about liturgy of the hours which is something that I've never really done before and she kind of broke down topics for the hours of prayer and one of the things that she said has been helpful to her is to, you know, even if you're not doing the full liturgy of the hours in the way that I think many people come to understand it, she finds time, she finds time during the day to really pause and reflect on whatever that specific hour, I guess, whatever she should be focusing on based on the liturgy of the hours. And it helps her to give up whatever is going to happen within the next couple of hours, give it up to God. And it's a way to sort of glorify him and keep him just with us and to provide meaning to what we're doing throughout the day. And even if I'm not specifically doing this the way that she's doing it, it made me start to realize that, again, I get very overwhelmed and just sort of invested in everything that I'm doing that during the day, which is great. But then I'm not always so present in what I'm doing and I'm not necessarily glorifying God. I'm hoping to begin, I guess, maybe I'll even put a timer on my phone just at certain points during the day where I really want to stop, pause, think about what my plans are for the next couple of hours. What am I going to be doing? And, and really pray to God about how I can, you know, do that for him and how I fully intend to just keep him present, you know, with whatever it is that I'm doing. And 
I'm hopeful that that will help to also just keep me centered and help me to reset and just, again, be more present and aware of his presence. I love that. And I think that really brings up a good point, like you said, of lifting up whatever this task that we're doing is to God. Because if you think about it, that's the goal, right? That's ultimately what God wants from us. He's given us the gift of having things to work for, right? Mm -hmm. And in doing so, it's work. We're not handed things. We shouldn't be handed things. Life isn't supposed to be a piece of cake, unfortunately. And I think though, when we work for God and we are lifting up these tasks for Mm -hmm. him, it really shifts the whole perspective of it. And Mm -hmm. if you can go from despising something to really saying, okay, I need to do this in order to get here. And I'm grateful for that. So I need to work harder and ask God to give me the strength and endurance to get through whatever this is. Mm -hmm. And I think the more we start doing that, the more, like you said, we can become present in what we're doing and really living in the moment as as opposed to wishing it away so fast. Like I know I do so much. It's hard though, because it is you and I you and I are alike because we're all we're thinking of the next thing we need to do all the time. That's just how we're wired. (laughs) And I think the message and all of this and from what I've been noticing, because you know, this time that we haven't been really talking for the podcast, you know, it really makes you reflect on things and future topics that we want to address in the future. I've really been hearing this repeatedly of just taking one thing at a time, lifting this thing up to God. But I really love the idea of the liturgy of the hours for like the tasks that you're doing. I haven't really heard of that before. I've heard of liturgy of the hours, but I never really looked into it. So I'm going to have to try that. I have to put some timers on my phone, maybe get out of my mindset and just do it without thinking and see if I like it. Yes. Well, I actually just found it's on benedictinesisters.org. I'm not going to go through the whole thing, but there's traditionally there were eight periods of prayer in the monastic schedule. And so different hours of the day would focus on the theme of history and wisdom or a time of praise, um, Thanksgiving and reconciliation, a prayer for protection and rest. So there's different focuses and different topics. I, I call them topics, but, um, you know, during each hour of the day and on the clumsy theosis podcast, Rochelle had mentioned using those as a way to center her prayers and, and kind of focus them on those specific topics. So even if I'm not perfect at doing it that way, that's, that's really my hope. And, and that's my goal. And, um, I think it could be useful for a lot of people that are sort of struggling and it's a way again, to really bring whatever is going on in your life to glorify God, because like you said, Nicole, it's really hard. And I think for me, especially as a convert, it took me a long time to realize that I, I understood faith is supposed to be your life. It's it's not just a part of it. It is your life. But I genuinely didn't understand what that meant and how I was supposed to actually something I needed to fit in. Like there would be a dedicated hour where I sort of was involved with God, whatever that meant. And then I went back to my normal life, which didn't involve him. So it's taken me a long time to understand 
what it really means to keep him with me throughout the day and to glorify him throughout the day. And this is a great way, I think, especially for me to do that, because while I'm at my job, while I'm working with people and, and helping people to overcome their own issues, I can really be giving that up to God. It's just a great way to incorporate everything that I have going on in a day. And, you know, coming from your background too, you really have had to change your whole mind structure of how you think about things in general, you know, Mm -hmm. as far as what beliefs align with the church, making those decisions, having to have the conversations with people of this is what you believe now, or how you, you might not be able to partake in certain things anymore. But at the same time, I've gone back and forth with it. You know, I grew up Catholic, so I've always had God in the back of my head some days. But I, of course, I have my off days where I don't thank God at all for things, where I forget I forget to ask him for help in moments like that, where I put it all on myself. Mm-hmm. But another thing that I think is helpful, too, is have a pair of rosary beads that you carry with you. You know, wear a scapular under your clothes you know, having those little reminders with you that going back to our physical human needs, you have that physical thing there reminding you. And I have a picture of the Blessed Mother and the Child Jesus and a small like prayer card of the Holy Family. And they're not big or in the way of anything. You know, my coworkers, they only see it if they come all the way behind my desk. So I have kind of have it tucked away next to a picture of my husband and I. So, but sometimes it's nice to pause and look and know that I'm being watched over, even though I might be really stressed out or might not realize it in the moment. It's a nice nod to say, oh yeah. I need to recenter myself right now and remember what's most important. Part of my resetting is focusing. Just know this is temporary. These our our life is always a roller coaster and our faith really is a life journey. And sometimes you need to start out slow. Like don't take on a million and one different ways to get back and jump in to new prayer routines and going to daily mass and coming up with all of these things you can do because you need to get back into it. You really need to make sure that you stick to one thing at a time and just put your heart into it. But you also just pray for the focus. Ask God, say, God, give me this focus that I need to focus on you right now because you want to ask God to help him to be the person he created you to be to start with. It's like, how are you going to do that if you're not asking him to guide you? He wants us to constantly lean on him, on him, on him, because we lean on ourselves so much. But I think that in recentering our mindset and especially getting back in the groove with our podcast, you know, it'll help, you know, and having people to talk to about your faith is helpful too. Yes. I know that last season there was a little bit of a theme where where you kept saying you felt like you were living a double life and slowly you were starting to open up to other people about your faith and how you just enjoyed being able to to share your faith and love of God more. I mean, sometimes you need something to just spark that excitement and that joy and it'll come. 
it's just it might be something different waiting around the corner but i'll be praying for you for sure <laughs> yeah no i think that's i think that we've covered a lot of different um just themes in our own lives and topics and ideas and, and that's just where we are right now well on that note i think let's wrap up this first episode running into season two we are so so excited to be able to be back and maybe all of us just with the time of year you know it's kids are going to be going back to school you know vacation time is dwindling down you know people kind of everyone is recentering right now at some point in their life with something and our faith is is just a big part of that as anything else so i would like to close with a prayer since i don't think we did one in our last few episodes so all right in the name of the father and of the son and of the holy spirit amen lord thank you so much for giving tara and myself time to vocalize our thoughts on things that we can do to really recenter ourselves at this point in our lives there are so many things happening every day things change in a matter of months and sometimes we need to rekindle the fire that we have inside for you, whether it be a new prayer routine, taking holy hours, um, maybe having silent prayer, doing something like liturgy of the hours, or just learning to glorify you in every single thing that we're doing. It's not easy, but we trust you. And we hope that our listeners out there might get something out of this, or maybe they might be able to reach out and let us know of ideas that they have. But Thank you so much, Lord. And we just get so excited to continue to grow our faith, no matter what that looks like. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Well, it's been so exciting to talk to you again, Tara, to all of our listeners. Thank you so much for tuning in. We have a lot of really great things coming up for this season. But on top of that, make sure that you are following us on Instagram at the Crabber Chronicles underscore podcast make sure you could subscribe to our channel here as well as search for our hashtag on wednesdays we wear grace because every wednesday we release new episodes so be on the lookout all right have a good one bye everyone